Welcome to this episode of Consider It Blacklit. I am Kim Singleton, your host. And for those of you tuning in for the first time, Consider It Blacklit highlights films, television programs, and stage plays featuring African-Americans up front and behind the scenes. We also discuss social issues as it relates to these programs and how they may or may not impact our communities. So thank you for tuning in and we hope you continue to tune in each week. Today, it is my pleasure to have an author, a transformational speaker, a certified success coach, and an award-winning filmmaker and executive producer. She was the executive producer on the award-winning documentary, 20 Pearls, that chronicles the history of the first Black woman sorority, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Welcome, Cheryl Williamson. Hello, hello. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much, Kim. I'm honored that you would have me on Consider It Black Lit because it's Black History Month. Yes. We, and we are lit, not just this month, we're lit every month. So thank you so much for having me. I'm excited about what we're going to do together today. Yes, yes. And you know I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just start off. Tell our audience how you became the executive producer of the award-winning documentary, 20 Pearls. I would be thrilled to share that with you. I actually have been um, lifelong friends with filmmaker Deborah Riley Draper, who is, also, who is also an AKA. And I worked with her on a film project titled Illegal Rose, starring Jasmine Guy. We won many film awards for that. So as a result of that film, we were screening it at the Bronze Lens Film Festival in Atlanta. And a member of the directorate of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated was in the audience and had been invited by my cousin. And so after the film, she said, oh my goodness, we need to get in touch. We're looking for a filmmaker to chronicle um, the story of our beloved sorority and I want us to be in touch. So I got her information and I'll say I called her quite a bit, although she said, they wanted to do the project. It was kind of hard to get them to give me a call back. But anyway, uh, we finally met in Atlanta with um, the international president and other members of the directorate. We pitched the film, which was not named 20 Pearls at the time. They loved our presentation and they hired us. So I'm one of the executive producers. In fact, I am the only executive producer who is not a part of the past executive board for Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Wow. Well, you guys did an amazing job. So anybody out there who has not seen it, they should take a look at it. And at the end of the show, we'll tell you where you can take a look at it. So as an executive producer on this amazing documentary, what were your responsibilities? Like what was your role in pulling it all together? The role of an executive producer, and I always tell people is show me the money. You cannot make a film if you don't have any money. So it was to um, come up with the budget for the film, to present it and for it to be approved, for us to get the talent attached to it, to make sure that we delivered the film on time and on budget, to make sure that we had all the pieces that went with that, whether it was craft services or music or uh, producers, because it, what people don't realize is executive producers and producers do two different things. 
executive producers hire the producers who will take care of the project in different fields from a line producer to the music producer to the logistics of the film where we're going to shoot and all of those types of things so my job was to make sure that all of those pieces stayed together and we produced this film and might I say in the middle of the pandemic what were some of the specific challenges in doing that uh, we had to read other people's protocol and guidelines about COVID protocol. So what we did is we studied the big executive uh, film companies on the protocol that they were following, as well as Tyler Perry. We had to hire a COVID, we, I'll say guru ambassador to help us develop what we needed to put in place. We had to send out guidelines to everybody who was a part of the project. We had to order equipment uh, to make sure that everybody was covered, even down to catering. There was no open catering. So everything was very calculated, where we were staying in the hotel, where they would stop, what bathrooms were on the way, what was available. It was very a very different environment shooting in COVID. In fact, I will share with you that we had to put uh, shooting the film off for several months because we had to study and figure out how we were gonna make this happen. The other thing was you're talking about bringing people together who were some 60 and 70 years old. And so um, there had to be certain protocol in place. And I will share many times we were told no, I, that yes, I told you I would be in the film, but that was prior to COVID. So now, no. So then you had the way out, who was still available, who wasn't available. What do we do while we wait? Um, what does this look like doing research? So we delved into doing all the research until we could figure out how we were going to shoot. The narration was done by Felicia Rashad. Yes. Uh, tell us the story and how she became involved. That's an interesting story. So I sent uh, our sorrow, uh, Felicia Rashad, an email because I was over getting the talent for the film. And she didn't respond to me. So I was sitting at my desk one day and very clearly I heard the voice which speaks to me that said, you have to go to her. So I said, well, what does that mean? And it said, go online and see where she is. So I found out that she would be at the Black Enterprise Women of Power Summit. So I got a plane ticket. I had been to the event before and um, I got a plane ticket. I went to the Black Enterprise Women of Power Summit and I was sitting with some friends and they said, you're not going to shop. It's the fashion show today. I said, oh no, I'm on a mission. So I explained to them without explaining because I am under NDA for the project. So I couldn't tell anybody I was working on this project. So I sat there for about an hour, I think almost two hours. And finally she passed by with her, a whole slew of people around her. I jump up from the sofa, I run up to her and I can tell everybody's looking at me like, who is this woman? And so I immediately start talking fast. I say, hello, Sarah Felicia, Miss Rashad. I say, my name is Cheryl Pillow Williamson. I sent you an email about being in our documentary for Alpha Kappa Alpha, and she stops. In the middle of, of walking, she says, oh yes, I did receive your email and my heart melted. And she said, I would love to participate and my eyes got so big. And she said, but I'm not gonna be in LA 
on the date that you select that I'll be on Broadway working. So I said to her, well, I'll shoot you anywhere you are. We'll bring the film crew to you. So of course I'm dancing. I'm so excited. Oh my goodness. Not dancing right there, but in my heart, I'm dancing. So lo and behold, something said, you need to really solidify this. So I go to my room and I'm like, how do you want me to solidify this? And, and, and I just say, the Lord told me, look at your phone. You have a picture of her mother on your phone, read with your book. So I go back downstairs later on that night, my girlfriend told, tells me, meet me. And there's this private reception. So I get to the door and they said, do you work for Pfizer? And I said, yes, I do. And I hate to say it, but I did. My husband did work for Pfizer for 20 years. So I felt like I could still say it. But I said, yes. And I go in and my friend who is a regional manager for Pfizer, she says, I say to her, I say, can you show this picture to Miss Rashad? I can hear Miss Rashad speaking in another part of the reception. So she takes my phone, she gives it to Miss Rashad. I hear her stop mid-sentence. She comes out with the phone in her hand and she says, whose phone is this? And I raised my hand and I said, Miss Rashad is mine. She said, how do you know my mama? And her eyes well up. And I said, Miss Rashad, I traveled the world helping women win through sharing their stories. And I said, one of my authors, your mother held the book signing for her in the house. So the whole room stops. They're trying to figure out who I am. They know I don't work for Pfizer. They're trying to figure out who I am. Who is this woman who has captivated her soul that she stops and it's like nobody else is in the room except us. So we talk and then her team taps her and tells her it's time to go. And this is how I solidify it. I said, so Miss Rashad, should I continue to go through your assistant? And she says, absolutely. And I said, don't forget, we'll come to you. And so she turns to walk away and then she turns back and she looks at me. Everybody's looking at me, they're looking at her. And she says to me, you, my friend, we will meet again. And so that's how it happened. But this is the crazy thing, Kim. Black Enterprise Women of Power Summit is in March. Remember the pandemic hit the middle of March. Right. So that put everything in a tailspin. And so we that's when we had to go and regroup. So she was actually going to be in the film. But then when the pandemic happened, it gave us time to regroup. That's how she became the narrator. That's an amazing story. Oh, my goodness. I love it. I love it. Yes. <laughs> so um, the audience, if you haven't figured out, both uh, Cheryl and I are members of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. So uh, the question I want to ask you, Cheryl, is like we think it's a phenomenal film because it really shows the history and the significance of our organization and Black history in general. What yes. kind of feedback have you received from people who are not members of Alpha Kappa Alpha? They have wanted to become members of Alpha Kappa Alpha because through the film, they realize how we persevered as Black women to do some amazing works, to raise funds, to raise awareness, to fight causes, even when we were the ones who were being treated poorly, we were still working and doing. 
I have not heard anybody say anything that has not been about excellence. They were saying, I'm so glad to see the chronological order of how this film came about, how the sorority was founded in 1908 by these amazing women who did not allow anything to stop them at all. And so it's just, it's opened doors of opportunity. I thank you, Kim, because it's opened this door of opportunity to even be uh, able to, to speak about the film and um, share it with the world. You did such a great job and every award it received, it deserved. We had an award-winning documentarian. Our filmmaker is Deborah Riley Draper, who is now actually working on the film um, with Questlove for um, James Brown. So Deborah did um, Olympic Pride. She did uh, Versailles 73. So she truly, truly is gifted as a documentary filmmaker. We could not have done this film without her and the team that we pulled together. So I just wanna be on the record saying that because as you know from our conversation, I believe in giving sisters their props and letting them know how excellent they are. And because there's a Deborah Riley Draper that exists, there is a Cheryl Williamson, there is a Kim Singleton. She showed us that it was possible. Yes, yes, amazing. So we talked about 20 Pearls, but I want to talk about some of the other things you do because you do some amazing work. Tell us a little bit about the books that you have published. I love the books that I've published because they're about motivation and impact. And I will tell you, as I sit here as confident as I am right now, I wasn't always that person. And so my first book actually came because I was at a low point in my life and I really didn't know who I was and whose I was. And so I began posting affirmations online. And one day in my spirit, it was like, you need to take these because people are responding to you, they are hurting. And so that's how my book um, Affirmed came about. Yeah, I took all the affirmations that were poured into me and I placed it in a book. So all my books are about motivating, inspiring, encouraging, sharing stories, letting people know you are not alone. You are worthy. You are very necessary, that you have a gift and a talent to deliver to the world that only you can give. And through those books, it's placed me in audiences and spaces and places that have opened up opportunities for me to do films, to do stage plays, to do the things that um, let people see that if she can do it, I can do it. Mm, that's great. That's great. So you are also a certified success coach. Tell us about that. What is that and how do you help people? I help women win. And the way that I'm able to do that is through their mindset. I automatically, the first thing that I teach is that your mindset is your superpower. So you can be broke today and wealthy tomorrow. You can be hurting today, but fulfilled the next day because whatever you speak about is what will manifest in your life. And so I start my very first conversation with women that coach with me. The very first appointment, we don't talk, we don't speak about business. I say, how are you doing? How are you doing? And I'll tell you many times, it's very deep conversations. They might be making a lot of money, but they can't keep the money because mentally they're not in a good place. 
So I teach women how to master their mindset. And once you master your mindset, <laughs> the rest is history. So you also, you host workshops. Tell the audience about the workshops that you do. I actually hosted an amazing vision board session. In fact, I've done uh, two. One was in December to end the year. And then it was so powerful that I had to do another one in January. Kim, people flew in from all over the country. I was so shocked because I said, oh, please stand up if you came from a distance. People came from Oakland, California to Dallas for a three hour vision board session. So um, we, we, I teach women how to soar. I teach them how to visualize how to, what is the purpose of a vision board? That's just one of the elements. I also teach mindset sessions and people have said, oh, what does that mean? And, and it goes to what I just said to you. It's about mastering your mindset and what does that look like and how do I do it? And the reason that corporations now are hiring me is because it has a positive effect on their bottom line. So when their sales reps realize that they don't need their boss to tell them every day, oh, you are doing a fabulous job. Once you know that you can pull that out of yourself, you don't need to wait for your boss or supervisor to tell you that you're great. You already know you're great. So their great is extra. So I teach people to walk in their greatness through these mindset sessions, to talk themselves into being winners, to expect to win, to expect to be prosperous, to expect the deal, to expect tables of opportunity to open for them. And that's what's so inspiring about you. It's like, like the old cliche says, you practice what you preach. And like the young people say, you have receipts. So I want to talk yeah. about your, uh, yeah, you do. Because you have an amazing magazine called Cheryl Mag. And I saw it and it's such high quality. Tell our audience about your magazine. The uh, magazine is Cheryl Magazine. It's inspiration for the everyday woman. And I am so thrilled about it because I have no experience as a magazine owner, editor, anything. It's just that I was told to do this. I was told that I needed to do this. I was the one to do this, that women who are doing phenomenal things needed a place and a space for the world to know who they were. And I took it upon myself to do it. So this magazine is an inspiration to women like the Kim Singletons of the world, the Cheryl Williamsons of the world, the um, Michelle Thornton Gees, the Alexis Cars, the Tabitha Browns, the all of those women are women that I feature in Cheryl magazine. And the magazine is global. People are buying the magazine all over the world. People are now calling me who have been in Essence and Vogue and all of these things to be in Cheryl magazine, because as you said, it is high quality. I put, we put our heart and our soul into each page. It is so well thought out, so planned, so purposeful, so intentional, every ad, every story, just everything. Every woman that wants some type of inspiration, they need a copy, they need a subscription to this magazine. It is phenomenal. And I've heard that from everybody who has received this magazine and seen it. Because Kim, we even take care in how we send it through the mail. It doesn't come through the mail just out. It comes in its own packaging. 
because I don't like my pages wrinkled. How I treat people is how I want to be treated. So I like my magazine, not all bent and, and wet and all of this. So it comes in its own plastic packaging that has Cheryl on the front. Yeah. And I have to co-sign with that. It is a high quality magazine. I was thoroughly impressed. And for you to say that you didn't have an experience in the magazine publishing uh, business, I'm like, my hat goes off to you. You're definitely in a place where you're supposed to be. I feel that way, Kim. I, I really, really do. I feel like in this season, we need an example of what greatness looks like, what quality looks like. And I'm willing to walk that out without apology, very, I'm willing to walk out what I'm supposed to do unapologetically in a relentless pursuit of excellence. Mm, that's amazing. So I wanted to revisit a conversation that we had when I met you at an AKA conference, we were sitting at the table and I remember you saying that it's never too late you know, I may be paraphrasing, but to follow your dreams. And I wanted you to kind of expand on that and tell us, share a little bit of your experience, why that is true. Absolutely. So for many years, um, not that wife of and mother of is not important. So let me be clear on that. But I know that I had a gift and a call and a purpose to what I was supposed to be doing. But for many years, I just sat on it because I wanted to help my husband get to the top of the corporate ladder and that required that both of us couldn't be climbing at the same time. So at 48, I started my first business and I purchased five fitness franchises. And um, in the middle of the first year, I realized it was going well. So let me say that I'm very, whatever I make up my mind to do, I do it and I do it well. But I realized that that's not what I was supposed to be doing. I was supposed to be writing books. So you heard me say that was at 48. So at 50, I published my first book and I, the bug bit me. And I said, oh my goodness, I love this. So then I started Cheryl Pelote Williamson, LLC. And then about two years in, I said, you know what? I need to be doing film and stage plays. So then I formed Williamson Media Group. And I said, let me look up and see what Oprah calls herself. And she calls herself a um, global media executive, global media executive. So therefore, I said, that's what I am. So I didn't let age stop me. People were saying to me, oh my goodness, you're to my face. You're too old to be just starting, uh, you know, doing plays. That's for people in their 40s and all of this. So I said, you know, once people say that, then it's really on, right, Kim? When they tell you what you can't do, I'm like, okay, let me show these 30-year-olds and 40-year-olds what a 50-year-old can do. But you say, let me show them a little something, something. Yeah, let me show them a little something, something. And so the play actually, it was titled Soul Purpose, and I won Executive Producer of the Year for that play. So from the play came the film. So age to me, I got better when I got 50. To tell you the truth, I became fabulous. I became fearless. I became financially free. I became fine. Oh, yes. 50 brought on fine finances, <laughs> fearlessness, a fruitful uh, environment, fruitful relationships with people. Um, it was just fantastic living. 50 brought on all of that. 
So Kim, for every person who will listen to us, I want every sister who will listen to this that's 48, 58, 68, 78, 88, or 98 to know that it's not over until we stop breathing. Uh, I just, I love it. I love it. And you are an example of that. Like I said, you have receipts. And I love that phrase. I'm gonna, I'm, look, I'm going to use that. Okay. <laughs> it didn't come from me. I got it from somebody else. <laughs> look, I know because I've used that. For, I've said that on social media to people when they say, ask a question. That's how I have receipts. <laughs> I, I've even said, before you ignore me, Google me. <laughs> yep. Because you have receipts. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, so we are ticking down on our time, but I did want you to mention your website where they can find out all about Cheryl Williamson, her magazine, her, you know, her speaking engagements, her workshops, the films that she's worked on. So share that with our audience. My joy. I would love for you all to follow me on Instagram at Dr. Cheryl P. Williamson. Make sure you look for that specifically because I do want to tell you when you're out here, it comes at a price. So I have about nine pages now that people have impersonated me. So please make sure I'm trying to clean them up, but I don't want you to be on the wrong page thinking that it's me. So please specifically look for Dr. Cheryl P. Williamson on Instagram. You can follow me on Facebook at Cheryl Pelote Williamson or on my author page at Cheryl P.W. Speaks. My website is CherylPWilliamson.com, where you can register for one-on-one coaching or purchase my books. I do want to share that I'm excited also that my books can be purchased at Mahogany.com. So please go out and support the books on Mahogany.com because it's like a movie premiere. You know, it all matters that first week. So they just re-upped on my books this week. So I need everybody going out there, buying the books from mahogany.com. And I just launched the line, Kim, uh, that is affirmed by Dr. Cheryl. And that's my journal books and candles. And I'll be launching a 50 is fabulous line in about two weeks. So I'm excited. And hopefully I'll be able to come back on your show another time. I have three films that I'm working on that will um, be ready some the end of 2023. Others, it will be 2024. I thank you so much for allowing me to be here to share with you this journey that I'm so delighted to be on and just happy to be at this place and this space in my life at 56 years of age and be able to do so many amazing things that's making um, life better for so many people. Well, audience, that's our time for today. Thank you again, Cheryl, for such an inspirational conversation. And to everyone else, consider yourself Blacklit. Thank you.